Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. So last week, we had our friend Joe Roder, Red's Fly Shop on, passionately describing a hunt that he experienced after putting in for this once-in-a-lifetime moose tag for 24 years. 24 years. I recently got to pop a couple up because I'd been putting in, you know, one of those, I, I think I used 18 or 20 points. I, I've still got a quality deer tag. I got 20 points. Just this to illustrate. I have 10 points for spring bear. <laughs> there we go. Head. Head. Just yeah. <laughs> all this to illustrate that this isn't just a hobby for us. It, 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 it's our lifestyle. It, it's what we do. It's what we prefer to eat. So we, it, 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 this, it's in our blood, right? So when we're confronted with others that have a different thought process and want to limit what we do, stepping outside the field of biology, and it becomes more about ideology and feelings, we have a problem with that. And, and so our next guest... Ron Garner, who's the Puget Sound Anglers president, been so for a long time, very politically active. The makeup of our wildlife commission, to no small extent, really influences how WDFW manages our species. Ron Garner joining the show. Thanks for thanks for joining us today, Ron. How are you? Morning, Ron. Morning, yeah. buddy. Good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, boy, this is uh, this is some scary stuff. I, I watched that that commission meeting on the wild bear hunt and the word science is used liberally in the way it's wanted to be used. Um, but it's from what I saw, a five to four vote was on emotions and we have three commissioners expiring out. Two of them were two of the four vote against killing the bear hunt. And at the end of uh, 2022, we're going to lose three commissioners. And if we end up going, if the governor's office puts in the same type of preservationist people as the last five, we're done. We are done. Well, Ron, so, it's not just that they're, they're preservationists, but they're turning their back on science. The spring bear yeah. hunt, the spring bear hunt in particular, was not, that was not a science-based decision. We're seeing mm-hmm. increased numbers of black bear. We're seeing increased aggressiveness on behalf of the black bear. Witness no less than a than a than a, a a woman attacked last month. Excuse me. Well, yeah, last month it was in October in in Leavenworth. We've we've seen an increased teeth in fang. Excuse me, flesh in fangs in flesh incidents here in in the state. So an increasing bear population. We won't address that. An increasing cat population. We're losing our elk herd down in the Blue Mountains. And so we we need. All we're asking is is for commissioners to be appointed that follow the established vetted wildlife science, Ron. Yeah, we have, they have a mandate that they're not following. It says maximize, they shall maximize hunting and fishing opportunity. They're not doing that. And as Jim Anderson, he did point that out. 
saying that because Lorna Smith was saying, talking about the conservation part, but right after it, it says maximize. And she and others said during that and have been saying that there is a cultural shift away from consumptive. That's what that's what they're hearing. Well, that's not the mandate. It doesn't matter what they're hearing, but they're trying to change it. And it's away from hunting and fishing. And they said it several times over that. And I've heard it before that there. Um, in fact, there was an article that came out that hunting is not needed for game management. Mm-hmm. Well, how's it working for our seals and sea lions on our salmon? You know, they went, uh, what do we have in 1970, 68 metric tons of salmon were eaten by pinnipeds. And by 2015, 625 metric tons. That's not, that's not the way to go. That's absolutely the wrong way to go. So again, so, it's, it's this emphasis on apex predators over opportunity and and that's really where that's really where the problem is now this has really come to a point like you you pointed out when we were losing um people like kim thornburn who who stood up at that meeting that you mentioned with with regard to uh how we're managing these resources and and don mcisaac who is no less than a nationally recognized fish biologist okay these two commissioners are very pro opportunity the reason we're having you on the show today ron is to kind of point out, you know, maybe suggest or, or hope for a couple of commissioners that at least walk in the footsteps of the commissioners that we're losing. Yes. Um, we had, I worked on Don really hard. We pulled out HSRG, got that out of there. We got the 50 million Chinook for, um, for the orcas and us through Don. And there has been a push by the wild fish people behind the scenes on the governor's office to put more preservationist type um commissioners in and they're also working over the commission as we have right now so who we we had a couple pop up which were um one that we we wanted for a while is brian blake brian blake is pro fishing pro hunting um science is is he believes in and i and i think he's fair and another one is just put his hat in the ring is ron warren that used to be wdfw now, sometimes there's some, some uh, a little bit of ruffling of the feathers with Ron, you know. But right now, this is all the marbles on the table. If we don't win a fair and balanced commission, you're going to see hunting and fishing go away pretty quickly. Um, and then there's one more guy for East of the Mountains. Kim, we wanted reappointed, but it sounds like due to some of the articles she's written, you know, um, kind of combating what the governor said and puts her in a bad spot, but she's, she's been, she's been stellar. And so the one that we've picked out is Steve Parker. He was a biologist for the Yakima tribe for 30 years and understands fisheries real well. Cause once these are gone, you're not going to have a fisheries person. You're going to have Jim Anderson and Molly Linville to fight for everything if we and they're not going to be able to pull this off if we don't balance this commission out we need people to write letters to the governor's office and tell them to put a fair and balanced commission and vote for brian blake for ron warren and for steve parker you can go to facebook and punch up pugetsoundanglers.org and there's a uh, there's a piece in there that i put in there yesterday that has all this in there and a link I think I got the link to this meeting in there too. You need to listen to this meeting if you haven't, because it is just, it will blow you away. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you what recourse we have over these commissioners. I mean, it, it sounds like, yeah, we can write our legislators and we all need to do that. But is there anything else we can do to make some headway here? Because you're right, this is a sinking ship. And if we don't get in there and head this off, we're, we're going to lose not only hunting opportunity, which is the point. That's their, that's their point in doing all this, but also our fishing opportunity here, Ron. And uh, I'm sorry, but but hunters and anglers pay the bills here in Washington. Uh, we've, we, you know, through our, our license sales and our, and our purchases that we make, I mean, we buy all these tags. We, we throw a lot of money at the state, and we're happy to do it because we get something in return. But we, if we don't get anything in return, all that's going to go away. And then who's going to fund all these programs? So I guess back to, the, to, to my point, what other recourse do we have besides writing letters to our, to our legislators? Well, the only thing we, we've, we've been using, too, is using the tribes because the tribes mm-hmm. have a lot of say. They're federal. And we've, we had them ready to back Don McIsaac, and then he decided not to rerun. So we're, we're involving the tribes with us. And, you know, I'm PSA is in a coalition with the Lummies, the Tulalips, and the Upper Skagit. And we've been doing a lot of things together that have, have brought us in. But we're also working with the Northwest Indian Fisheries Commission to make sure that we, we uh, have some kind of uh, push on the governor's office because we don't have it. The tribes do. But I, I'm trying to figure out what the next step's going to be. It might have to get really, really ugly if we get landslided out of this. Because who, who's going to, who's going to put up with this? I well, just, I just don't see it. Yeah, and Puget Sound Anglers President uh, Ron Garner joining us this morning, and and the, and the topic on the table is obviously what's going to be on the table with regard to a candidate list for the uh, for the new commission. Um, sport fishing stalwarts Don McIsaac and and opportunity. Uh, stalwart Kim Thornburg are going to, we're, we're assuming they're both gone at the end of this year, and it's their replacements that, that are the real concern, and, and also the, the makeup of the commission moving forward. So, uh, Ron, when we talked this week, you had actually uh, discussed the possibility of popping out a voter's voice. What is that? When would that hit, and what would be in it? Well, I need to do some more talking with other people before we do it, but I would say next week that we should have that out sometime next week, and um, we're just going to have to do a massive landslide. And that's what's been happening behind the scenes is all the wild fish uh, organizations have band together, and they have been just coming and landsliding the governor's office, pushing, and that's just what's saying they need to change the cultural values of hunting and fishing. So we need to push back because we've been mostly silent, and we have to have a massive amount of people with, through this voter voice, we want people to write their own letters into the governor's office, and there's a list of uh, CCs to put on the list. It's going to be to Ruth Musgrave, who is the new senior uh, natural resources policy advisor to the governor, and then there's a Nick Struelli who is above him, and then uh, Pramila Thomas. There's there's a list of people, and Jay Inslee himself, because we cannot afford to lose the balance of the commission. And we can find this. We can find this on on on, pro, on on Puget Sound Anglers Facebook page. We can we can find this material. Yep, PugetSoundAnglers.org. Okay, oh PugetSoundAnglers.org. We'll, gotcha. And we'll keep posting things there. And um, yeah, this is. I know we're all upset about losing winter blackmouth and all this fishing opportunity while we're seeing all these fish come back. You know, we got to be the ones that are uh, the PHOS people now. We need to be the cleanup crews. And we seem to be, we have ocean conditions that brought us back tons of fish. And we've got the wild fish people saying, 
that the orcas only eat um, big kings. That's their next push is trying to get rid of the, <laughs> if, of the hatchery production. If that's the case, if that's the, right now. if that's the case, yes. Why is there a super pod in South Sound? Mm-hmm. That's every they're eating, single, they're eating chums. They're eating chums. They're eating leftover coho. They're eating a whole bunch of other stuff. So one thing that people can do, in addition to going to PugetSignAnglers dot org, is this week. WDFW is conducting two virtual meetings over the North Cascades grizzly bear reintroduction situation. Those are going to be December 1st and 2nd at, at December 1st at noon, December 2nd at 7. That's going to be on the WDFW website. We're covering it next in the Northwest Outdoor Report. But, Ron, we need you to keep us in the loop on this, certainly. I'll, I'll definitely be talking to you. I've been reaching out to, uh, to, to my tribal friends as well because there's a lot on the line here. And, and and I don't even if even if you don't hunt, even if you don't fish, if you want to go outside, nobody wants to tangle with a black bear. Nobody wants to tangle with a cougar. Nobody wants to tangle with a grizzly. And ever since this cessation of the spring bear hunt, we're seeing more and more of these animals come, and 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 the result is harmful interactions with the populace. It's a public safety issue. And and I don't know yeah. anybody that would debate me on that, Ron. We think I want, I want to say one thing. When Senator Kirk Pearson was uh, was our senator for natural resources, he made the statement a couple of times that in Washington State, there's a law that you cannot transport grizzly bears by what was it truck or something. That might be something to look into, and that's how he was holding it off back then. So uh, that might be something for somebody to look into. Dude. Well, thank you, Ron. We appreciate all the yeah, insight. Thanks a lot, Ron. Keep fighting the fight, man. Thank you so much, buddy, and have a great rest of the weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank right. you. See you, Ron. Right, Ron. Thank you so much. Coming up next, a critically acclaimed award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report right here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. Anglers can choose fishing over standing in long shopping lines this weekend with the Black Friday fishing event that kicked off yesterday. The Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife was busy stocking lakes in western Washington with rainbow trout ahead of the Black Friday fishing event. These lakes are stocked with holiday special trout weighing up to 3 pounds and averaging in the 15 to 16 inch range. Find a list of lakes that have been planted with trout. Jump on the catchable trout plant page on the WDFW website. Winter crappin opened up back in November in marine areas 11 and 10 in Seattle and Tacoma. Crappin's open seven days a week through December 31st, and the limit on Dungeness is five per day with a minimum size of six and a quarter inches. Dave Johnson gets that marine in Port Orchard and says he likes the area around Kingston and some of the bays on the east side of Bainbridge Island as well. He'll drop his pods anywhere from 60 to as deep as 150 feet until he finds a crab. Dave says the keys to set your pots with a lot of bait to attract a lot of crab from a lot of distance. Just a reminder that razor clamming is still closed on the Washington coast. Elevated demoic acid levels in the clams prompted the closure of razor clam digging. WDFW continues to test the clams and will reopen the season when the clams are safe to eat again. WDFW will be hosting a Coastal Steelhead virtual town hall meeting from 6 to 8 p.m. this coming Monday, November 28th, to discuss proposed recreational steelhead fishing seasons this winter on the coastal rivers. Winter steelhead returned to coastal rivers in record low numbers last winter, and biologists are forecasting a similar 
similar trend this winter. Fisher managers looking to craft some limited angling opportunity around these depressed runs while still getting enough steelhead back to the spawning grounds to keep the runs going. Login information for this coastal steelhead virtual meeting can be found on the WDFW website. Also, going from fin from <laughs> fins to, to fur, WDFW is in the process of conducting virtual meetings to gather public comment about the proposal to reintroduce grizzlies into the North Cascades and two OMR scheduled the upcoming week. We're talking about December 1st at noon and December 2nd at 7 p.m. The new proposal from the National Park Service and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Department gives wildlife managers a much wider scope for managing grizzlies once they are reintroduced into the North Cascades. For more information, hit WDFW's Grizzly Bear website. The largest dam removal project in history is set to begin next year on the Klamath River on the Oregon-California border. Four dams are set to be removed in the next two years on the Klamath, freeing up some 400 miles of salmon and steelhead spawning habitat. The battle to remove the dams has taken decades and will cost approximately $500 million to remove all of them. A free-flowing river will certainly help struggling salmon runs on the Klamath. It's still unclear, however, how the dam removal project will affect irrigation in the local communities in the Klamath River Valley. And the Washington Fish and Wildlife Commission that we were just speaking of a minute ago with Ron Garner voted 5-4 to four last week to strike down the spring bear hunting season in Washington. The commission also canceled the spring bear hunt last year, much to the IR sportsmen in Washington. Spring bear hunt is a valuable tool for wildlife managers to head off predation on the elk herd in the Blue Mountains in southeast Washington. The elk herd there has a population goal of 5,500 animals, yet it hovers at roughly 3,000 animals right now, a number that's well below the desired population objective and provides very limited harm Serviceable animals for hunters. Currently, the Fish and Game Commission is comprised of five members that are non-hunters and don't support wildlife conservation management. A larger source of mortality than Joey Pyburn has been discovered in North County. Nearly 400 <laughs> wild geese have been found either sick or dead in Weiser Lake in Whatcom County recently. WDFW says several of the birds have been po- tested positive for avian influenza, also known as bird flu. WDFW issued a warning not to handle a sick or dead bird in contact the Washington Department of Agriculture Avian Health Department if a sick or dead bird is encountered. Hunters should also take particular caution handling waterfowl they suspect of having bird flu. More information can be found on the avian influenza page of the WDFW website. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shocks, struts, and more at lesschwab.com. So uh, we do have uh, that Stilly Coho opener. Which, while I hate to accuse WDFW of, of crafting fake opportunity, that's that's kind of a tough one. Okay, I mean it's not exactly the prime time to catch bright coho in the Stillaguamish drainage, right? And so it is not. It, no. it, and and so <laughs> given the weather this week, it's like okay, great. They give you from Marine View Drive up to the Forks in Arlington. They had to do something. They had to do something. So, but, you know, dude, there you go. Yeah, all right. Okay. I'll, I'll try to be and nice. And listen, we're, you know, we can beat up on the commission. The folks, we know all these guys at WDFW, and they want opportunity. Right. But they're handcuffed yeah. by the governor and, and the, the Fish and Wildlife and the commission. commission. And so you got you to make sure that folks realize that because because we are friends with a lot of dude, these people. we got a lot of people, friends in the department. I've spoken with a lot fight, of them. And they fight, man. Yeah, they and do. they just. Huh. I know a lot of them are frustrated right now. Well, and they're they're sportsmen the like us. Know. You know, they don't want they, they don't want to see this going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Well, nobody went to 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 become a fisheries biologist or wildlife biologist mm-hmm. because they wanted to get rich. Okay, it it is absolutely their passion, and they they want to do the right thing. And so you go you go and 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 get a degree in wildlife biology, and you're producing all this wonderful science, only to have some ideologue turn their back on it and throw it in your face, and throw it in your face, no. say no, 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 no. And they no. presented all the information on yeah. this bear hunt in southeast Washington. 
and all the science and all the wildlife conservation science that's been in place for years and years and years, no, that's not good enough. We need more science. Well, what do, what do you need? We just need more science. We need more. We just need more science. And then we need more and we they, need more and we know, need more. They know they exactly know what, well they're what they're doing. doing. And, and they're doing a great job of they it. Are. Look at the elk population in the southeast. It has worked. It's crashed. It has, and yeah. they love it because that just takes mm-hmm. away opportunity for us to yeah. go in there and hunt those elk. But yeah. it's worked for a hundred years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and there's and, a finite balance there, and that's but it doesn't what we've feel created. Good. It just no, doesn't feel good, it doesn't Tom. Feel good. And and here's the thing, you know, you look at some, you, you look at some other studies that that have been done nationally. Eighty percent of the citizens of this nation support hunting in some. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's anyway. Well, go back just, to what Tim Reagan said last week. He doesn't think we should hunt animals during their reproductive process. So it's like but the point is the point is we, we harvest he, these bears. Yeah, but that we harvest these bears in the spring in that area in particular because we can head off some predation on that elk herd mm-hmm. because they hammer those elk. They hammer the calves and we can just kind of head it off a little bit. We're not taking all the bears. No, we're just taking some no. of them in that in that but, southeast area and that Blue Mountain elk herd is a storied elk herd here in the West. I mean, cranker bulls come out of there. They do. It, it's been a, it's, a great opportunity for years, and we can have predators. And it's we an, have them. It's we a, don't want them all gone. It's amazing we'll, ground, and it's we just an want to push herd. back a little yeah. bit and just manage well, this so there's opportunity for predators, there's opportunity for sure. hunters, I, and there's some elk in there. I just it all works. Manage I, all of yes. The, yes. all of the population. I just have to comment on what Joey said because that quote, and it's a quote from Commissioner Tim Reagan about. He's uncomfortable with hunting seasons during the reproductive But that's phase taken of out of context. No, that's okay. Well, whatever. His thoughts that, are. His so, thoughts on it are. So here's, here's the deal. That is the single stupidest thing I ever heard come out of a commissioner's mouth. And he should resign rather than being run out of office in disgrace. Every, every single opportunity we have, meaningful opportunity we have to hunt elk, to hunt deer, all our salmon are caught on on part of their spawning run. Every single exploited species that you do so to put the scales in your favor to understand and utilize their reproductive, it's part of our opportunity, Mm -hmm. okay? I mean, dude, it is the single stupidest thing a wildlife commissioner in the state has ever said. All right, enough of that. Kevin John has his finger on the pulse of what's going on on the in 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 the in Skagit County, there we we can fish the creek, we can hunt the fields, and he's going to tell us next here on the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten and the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the Renaissance Marine Group wheelhouse. Brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Oh, welcome to the wheelhouse here in seven ten Sports, the outdoor line. And as we look north into the blowing, gathering storm. We see wings in that storm, and there's snow geese, and there's ducks, and if you and, look, a, and a man named and a, Kevin and John, a man named Kevin John, trying to shoot them <laughs> but all. But you can't see him; he's no, in camouflage. He's in camouflage. <laughs> he's blood <laughs> ready. Kevin up, John, Kevin? holiday sports. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, guys. What's going on at the store this morning? Are you staring at a case of shotgun shells right now, wishing they were in the back of your truck? <laughs> lovingly looking at them. Well, well, they don't ever come out of the truck this time of year, so there's <laughs> right. no reason to stare. Right. It, it is the season. Waiter's jacket, shotgun, you're, you you got to be ready to go Decoys. whenever you get a chance. So I, we, I, I get a little bit flaky this time of year. Oh, man. we Well, we were flaky all the time, so we're, we're no stranger to that. But, hey, man, we've been getting some crazy reports up there on the snow goose hunt, man. Have you ever seen this many snows up there this time of year? No, it's uh, they're 
really, really, really cooperative this year. It's It's been a, a pretty unique thing. I mean, we're seeing birds kind of camp out in one area quite a bit more than we've seen in the last four or five years. Uh, you know, back in the day, everything just stayed on for island, and you could kind of plan on that. But once they started kind of spreading out, we really have not seen it consistently. Um, but, you know, they're really, we got, you know, three, four flocks up here kind of in the in the Skagit County area that just kind of work, you know, the same area. Uh, and, you know, you can you can really get in there and beat on them. A lot of those guys, you know, West Mount Vernon have been, you know, doing really well. Um, we've got a ton of ducks down here, too. Uh, birds have really, just in the last week, you know, finally kind of come in and gotten into the barleys and the millets and things. Um, I hunted Monday and Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and Sunday and night birds Friday showed up. Friday and Saturday yeah. and Saturday Sunday. And, and the Monday night before, and, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, I mean, that's just how it works, right? <laughs> and? I mean, if... if if you if you don't have to work, there, I mean, you should be putting in the work. That's true. That's that's absolutely true. So go ahead, continue. Uh, but uh, you, you know, most mornings or afternoons, I've been trying to get out and you know sit on fields and watch stuff. And um, man, we had a whole bunch of birds start getting into some barley on Sunday night, and we hunted it on Monday and uh, hunted it again Tuesday morning, and there was no barley left. Yeah, um, we, look, so dude, I, we got to get mean, out there and protect the barley in. and the grass and corn. Yeah, so the bottom line is, I mean, there is just a pile of snows up there. We, you know, Joe mentioned earlier in the show that some of our buddies had, had a 10-man limit of snows in an hour earlier this week. Yep. Uh, that's unheard of, man. So pretty cool to see. Um, nice of the Russians to send us a little gift there for, you know, everything that's going on over there right now. Thank you, Wrangell Island, for all yeah, the, no the, the, mm-hmm. the snow geese. What about the the, uh, the ducks up there? I know it's been a Bayfront show. Did we get enough rain to put any sheet water in the fields, or did it, did it all just get soaked up, buddy? Well, after yesterday, we've got a little bit starting to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, t- Tuesday when we had hunted, um, I tell you, there was a ton of birds that flew back out to water at daybreak from inland um you know like i was hunting out in the bow area and there was a pretty steady stream of birds coming from uh directly east and kind of and southeast um so those birds are really starting to get in and find stuff i've finally seen a few birds in some potato fields um as dry as everything was we, we saw a pretty solid harvest on spuds this year so they're um you know any spoils and stuff that were left on top were exposed to that last freeze um so we, we've seen Potatoes are, are going to be appealing a lot earlier than we than we've had the last three or four years. I, potatoes I like, are going to be appealing. I like the pardon the pun. Yeah. Kevin's yeah. tracking the potato harvest. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's important up here, man. Yeah, I, I love those. Potatoes, it's all about man. crop rotation and processing. Yeah, yeah no doubt, man. So you got to be seeing a lot of birds up there, man. With this cold weather we've been having, we had a good push early. Uh, one of the one of the earliest pushes of birds I've seen in a while here in Western Washington, and uh, I know those bays were just loaded with. With mallards and all kinds of ducks up there, man, are you still seeing good numbers? Yeah, we're we're seeing great numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's probably about ten days ago now. We, we had a buddy was out out crabbing, and he's you know he gave us a call. He's like, hey, uh, you should probably be hunting tomorrow because those things showed up today. Um, I mean, there are a lot of birds on Padilla and Samish and Skagit Bay, uh, and and we're really starting to see things be consistent. Um, we had quite a few guys come in yesterday. You know, did pretty well with that blow that we had in the morning. You know, up till about noon. Um, today is going to be kind of the same thing. We're looking, you know, 10 to 15 mile an hour. Um, you know, it's nice and rainy this morning. Um, you know, next couple of days, you know, you're looking Monday night, you know, like lows, you know, 
20, 25 degrees, something like that. So anytime that we can hang out and, you know, a, a 40, 45 degree high for a day and you can see lows in that, you know, low 30s or, um, you know, it's really going to make those birds have to start uh, eating more consistently. Um, we've got, you know, just a little bit of, of uh, wind in the forecast all week long. Um, so, you know, I mean, if I had a chance to hunt, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday next week, I probably would. Um, I see some sickly you know, in your future. Yeah, no doubt, dude. yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks pretty solid right now, man. I'm, I'm pretty excited to finally kind of get to this point. You know, we've, we've had, you know, quite a few birds around the whole season, but we're finally kind of getting everything to line up here and, and we're, we're looking at some really solid opportunity here for the next you know week or 10 days anyway. So we talk about hunt, you know, hunting the bay fronts up there for the, for the newbie, you know, somebody just picked up a camouflage bow, got a little kicker motor on, they're ready to head out and, and hunt the bay fronts. What's the trick, man? Is there a certain tide they should head out on? Uh, how do you direct people to go hunt those bay fronts up there? Because that can be just, just wonderful waterfowl hunting. No, absolutely. Um, you know, biggest thing for a, for a newbie is, you know, look at your tide book, go out on an incoming tide, uh, and don't go out in the dark. Uh, you, you really need to learn kind of what, what's happening there. Uh, I always, tr- when I try to go somewhere that I haven't been before, uh, and I know that I'm looking at a, you know, an incoming and, and followed by an outgoing, uh, I will go out on an incoming tide that is equal to, the lowest it's going to get that that same day. Um, so I know it's not going to get any worse than where I'm at. Uh, so I'm always going to be able to get my butt back out of there. Um, and and that, that's one of the biggest things, you know, the, we got really shallow water out here. So if we get a little bit of wind, that stuff stacks up, uh, you know, and it's not necessarily fun putting the boat back on the trailer. You're not going to have the luxury of a, uh, you know, of a dock or something. So, um, you know, make sure you pay attention to the weather. Well, but you've got a situation with low flows, particularly in the Skagit and the Stilly yeah. right now that are compounding that as well, Kevin. So your point's very, very well taken. And, and I'm looking at the tide chart right now in, in, in LaConnor, Swinomish Channel, and, and it kind of today kind of sets up like that, where you could go out the low, the, the, the afternoon high, which is almost going to be dark as 10 feet, and and the, right now it's it's pushing eleven, so you could actually go out right now, set up, and count on that flood that's going to get you back out of there. But yeah, dude, I as a dumb kid, I got stuck out there. Had to oh, swim we back. never got the memo. As, as a dumb kid, they didn't even have memos I, when we dude, were kids. <laughs> we just go out there and sit on the mud flats we, all day. Dude, we you took know? we took our boat out there one day, got stuck because the, the hunting got really uh, good. As things got went out the next day to rescue our boat. Stuck that boat because the hunting got good and uh, had to bring a third boat out to get the I remember the two sitting boats on those flats of Skagit Base for <laughs> oh, so, so many days yeah. when we were kids. Yep. Yeah, no the doubt. tide would go out right. like 10 miles. You see, you couldn't even see the end of it, you know? So, <laughs> what's going on at the store, buddy? Anything, anything new at the no, store there? He's got to tell us about Coho up in the. Up oh, in the, that's yeah, right. We got to check man. in on the Coho. Do you yeah, have any so, Coho left in the Skagit? Oh, there certainly are. Uh, Best fishing has certainly been above concrete at this point. Nice. Um, sounds like there's been a, a pretty good jag of fish up, up right around Rockport. Uh, certainly a, a good number of chum mixed in there, too. So, uh, you know, even if the silvers are a little bit slow, there's those guys are pretty cooperative, especially if we're going to be fishing some, some shrimp or a jig or something, whether you want to, you know, twitch or fish under a float. But we've we definitely seen those guys rebound quite a bit this year, which is, is a nice awesome. change because we have not seen that in the last pound 10 years. Pound for pound, those chums 
all do. Uh, I was up there a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. There was there were some just huge chums and in there. And they fight you know, 15 so, pounds. Dude, they're, they're a gas. Yeah, they're fun. So much fun. Yeah, nothing fights like a chum. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, they're just just. So now hilarious. we can talk about holiday sports. Okay, What's right, going on okay, there? I know you got a bunch of waiters that came in. How about the shotgun shell, shell supply? What's <laughs> going on there? We got shotgun shells up there or what? The shells are in pretty good shape. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, if you're looking for something special, you got to make sure you get in there and get them while they while they're around because you know it, it's still uh, it's a lot better than last year, but it, it's not near as uh, you know as fluid as we would like to see things. Um, you know, certain shot sizes and stuff are still a little rough to come by. Um, a lot of that uh, I think has come from just availability on holes uh, has, has still been tough. A lot of that mm-hmm. stuff comes from uh, you know those Jedi holes and stuff have just not been flowing real. Uh, Real smoothly, um, but uh, you know we got tons of sales going all over in both shops here. Uh, you know, the gun shop was just cranking all day yesterday. Uh, you know, we've got tons of stuff in here. Whether we're looking at uh, you know camo clothing, you know, sick uh, and Sims, uh, knives, hats, you know, take your pick. Uh, ready for you know new uh, a new jet boil stove system coming in. See us. We've got all that stuff on sale too. So, uh, good time to. Sell it to the old lady as being a safety feature, but also it's, it's, it's back for next season. Safety. It's you want me to come back, right, honey? Come it's for on. when I get yes, stuck yes, in my duck boat on. out on the mud flats. So, uh, and it's not too early, particularly if you're you're a halibut fisherman. I bring all my electric reels, my Tanicums, to Kevin John because at some point you you'll you'll have snapped a line or you get snagged or something like that. Kevin's going to take all that line off and replace it with new braid and take the knots out of that stuff. And uh, you do a great job with that because one, one thing Kevin found on mine, I I had tied a knot at the base of my spool on the Tanicums, right? And and. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that every now and then the spool would turn and the line wouldn't, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Kevin, you addressed that for me. I, I thought you said somebody else did that, Tom. <laughs> no. Well, for, for the purpose of radio. How did you I'll, fix that? I'll, just I'll just for our listeners, how did you take, fix <laughs> that? What did you do? You put some yeah. tape on there or what did oh. you do on the spool? Yeah, you know, that's one of the big things a lot of guys don't realize is, that, you know, since your braid has absolutely no stretch, mm-hmm. um, it's really important to make sure that it's attached firmly to a spool um you know so if your if your spool happens to have a pin or something on it you can tie to you'll be in pretty good shape um but the easiest way is just take two inches of electrical tape put it on the spool don't do it nicely make sure you leave a bunch of ridges that thing has something to cinch into and you're golden and that and that goes for spinning reels you know bait casters and, and saltwater you know trolling type stuff um a little bit of tape will take all of those headaches away um, you know, my first experience, with, we used to fish sturgeon all the time, you know, and I, when I had first started doing it, I was using just my Garcia, you know, 6,000 series reels and, you know, pack one of those things full of 65 pound braid and you hook a fish and, you know, lock up your drag and like, man, this thing is strong. It's still just pulling <laughs> it's drag. Still pulling and drag. Like, uh-uh. The whole spool. Yeah, pulling whole, drag. He's just pulling line. Yeah. The whole spool, if if you don't get that seated to the spool, mm-hmm. the whole block of braid will just turn yeah. on, on that spool. And, you know, and, and Kevin, you know, he's fished deep water halibut dropping with me and Sitka, as is Joey. And, and, and I mean, dude, we fish these five, 600 foot holes and you get a big butt on and, and now you've got less of that braid on there and you got a problem because man, we crank the drag down on those things and we are not nice. That old line just keeps on spinning. Yeah. yeah, It's a not, nothing to bite into. Bad deal. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It ain't like you can wrap your hand around it and pull on it. You know, it's fun. If you're, if you're bored on a. Monday afternoon, go in and see Kevin. <laughs> see Kevin. Just get him 
to yeah. walk around the store with you and just just point at an item. <laughs> He's and, the Wikipedia. And then, of and then the he'll, outdoor he'll tell gear. you everything All about the specs, it. The way, and then just yeah. Point at another thing, mm-hmm. and you'll sure. learn a lot. I, about I just call him on the goods. phone and, and get all, all the product data sheets and, that, and yeah, everything. Yeah. Yep. Kevin John. Thank you, buddy. Yep. We'll be duck hunting soon. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one of these right. duck hunt days in with you. Yeah, soon, yeah no doubt. I, I hope you can hunt Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Soon. All right. All right I'll get a couple of them. All right, buddy. Uh, Kevin John, all sports, gadget arms. Thanks, buddy. Thank we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Coming up next, the hottest report or hurdle week of techniques you need to succeed. It's Rowan's and RVs. Really? Where? And it's next here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Go, dogs. No way. You gotta be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island is in the lady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you gotta tell me. I, I, Hey man, can you tell me where you got them? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete selection of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, trailers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more at Roy Robinson RV Center, RoyRobinsonRV.com. All right, Tom, what do you want to talk about? Waterfowl, crabbing, or trout? Well, pick a winner. All right, let's, let's hurry. Let's, pick a winner. Let's, let's go crab. Okay. Everybody's crabbing. full. Everybody's full of stuffing. Everybody's full of turkey. You take that turkey carcass. Okay. And you shove mm-hmm. a bunch of crab in it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was going the other oh, direction. Okay. All right, we, we can get our crab and keep. We'll get okay. the pork and keat and I just crab that's where you were going. We're, we're not going fill to fill the turkey full of crab. We're not going to crab waffles just yet. No. No, dude. I mean, all that stuff like okay, I tell I, you what, these, these the goose carcasses and yes. these duck carcasses yes. make great crab bait they, too. They, that's where I was going oh, with it. My you goodness. take that but you take that turkey carcass, particularly if you're a, you're a you're a deep fryer like I am. And you take all that with the rest of the bones and stuff like that and mash it up and throw it in those pots. There's something about those oily, crispy bones that that bring the critters on in. Uh, I would absolutely be lying to you if I wasn't really excited. Or the next time we throw crab gear because we got all that tuna. We went we went we went tuna fishing the first part of October. Mm-hmm. That tuna stuff carcasses. that stuff is just absolutely save amazing. Save some of that for halibut bait too. Some oh, of dude. that tuna belly is yes. some of the best halibut bait Without you're ever going to find. But here's the thing: where a lot of guys fall down. By using getting getting big turkey legs at the store and just throwing them in a crab pot, great. Okay, that is it's a, that's okay. Hanging bait, they'll come in and chew on it, but there's no broadcast. There's there's no bouquet. There's no you know you want to you to get that stuff out there. That's why when you use bait with a lot of surface area, you're going to get that smell out there. Then. You get them in, and they'll chew on that turkey leg. But you just throw a turkey leg in there, and it's just crabs are going, okay. Well, and if you weren't lucky enough to catch some salmon over the summer months or get some tuna or get any of this stuff and have some crab bait, yeah. go to the fish market. Yeah. They've got fish carcasses. They'll save for you. Go to a sporting goods shop and buy raised bait. get some raised bait, oh, the, the bait pucks. Cra- or yes. those, yeah. crab, crab blocks. Crab blocks. Yep. Those things. They've been you, called a lot of, of they, things. Mm, muffins from hell is yeah. my, my personal favorite, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, they but you, you put those in a bag, in any kind of bag, and, and so down at Harbor Marine, they have these long socks, if you will, of of, real, of plastic mesh, and you can cut off the size you want. And you take zip ties, put them on either side. If you take the raised bait crab blocks and those socks, you know, of you know, they're like fish like a mesh, they're a fi- hard like mesh, fish, sock. like fish net hosiery, right? Right? Yeah. Yes, and and put those in your crab pots. And now he's been known to wear them. 
well, I am right now. Actually. Yeah, the purple and gold. Tell. It's it's the Apple Cup attire. I mean, come on. No, but but that's what it, it, to hold those blocks together a little bit because they start melting. But there there's so much surface area. That's a great great. The bottom line bait. is you want as much bait in that Dude, part as you, you can. You want to load make, them up. Bring yes. those crab in load from a long okay. ways away. So now yeah. the, the floor is yours. Got some trout fishing going on okay. right now. The Black right. Friday event kicked off yesterday. Uh, what was it? Forty five thousand trout planted all over the state. I think thirty lakes. I heard, and then we got seventy five year round lakes too. Are you know all ready yeah. to go? Yep. So uh, that's an opportunity right now in the waterfowl hunting. Man, and I would I mean, just pick, we got the, pick your time. days. You know, on the nice nice days we're going to have where it's nice and calm, go For pick sure. some trout, and then uh, all these snotty, poopy, windy days where yes. we're going to have but snow hunt some and ducks and geese. Go hunt some, that's what we're doing this week. We're heading over to, to potholes and hunt with Shelby from the Duck Taxi. It's going to be a riot over there. We got I, I don't a mountain know of a man going with so, us. So I, I'm, I mean, the weather's going to be perfect. They've they've kind of they, they they take care of us over there, so they haven't been hunting yeah. these fields. But it's the people that well, that, that are good. Like and listen, he, he makes duck kebabs oh, in, in the blind in for the us. Blind. I told him bring oh. an extra couple dozen dude. ducks because Gogan's going with us, right? Yeah. yeah. Today is is kind of all about college football too. It, you know, this it, I just hope it blows fifty this afternoon and knocks out the power on the north no, end, so you no. can't watch the game, oh. and then we can text no, you that, nonstop. No, no. That would just no, be that's wrong. mean, right? That, that, of course, that it's mean. Wrong. You're mean spirited. I'm, I'm, I'm a mean spirited. Oh, yes, I can't really say it because my nephew's on the coaching staff at UW, so I can't say anything. You can't, can't say anything. I can't no, say you're a really, word. Yeah, you are you are contractually it's be a obligated. Game, though I tell you that much. If you missed any of today's sermon, the only way to to absolve your mortal soul is to go to the podcast at theoutdoorline.com. Or the uh, Apple Podcast app. Give us a follow on social media at Joe Pyburn on Instagram, at Rob Ezzi on Instagram, at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For Matt Nelson behind the board, for Joey Pyburn, for Rob Ezzi, this is Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Port Station 710 and the 710 app. Go, dogs!